0: PCT is go. Thank you, Francisco. PCT is go. Copy, Houston. has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, and Diane Sori over there at the Patriot Factor. It's the Tuesday night edition of the show, 21st of March. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you? You know, I'm pretty good. Okay. I mean, it's Tuesday. I mean, I can't believe you and I were talking just a little bit ago. I can't believe we're almost out of March. I know.
1: It's like, what is it, nine months, eight months till Christmas?
0: No, stop. Just stop. Yeah, it's not even that. It's about three months, and then they start having the Christmas in July sales.
1: That's true. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I mean, oh, God. Um, folks, I, I, I think we need to start the show tonight with something a little different. Okay, I I think Diane would like to apologize for the audio portion coming from her side last Friday.
1: Yes, it turned out (laughs) my Yeti cord had some issues. Mm -hmm. And Craig's been bothering me for a while. A while. A year. (laughs) But it always seemed right because the lights were on the way they were supposed to be. Everything was reading right. But it just wasn't working, and the sound kept getting worse and worse. And finally, I said, okay, I'll go get a new chord. It's like night and day.
0: Yeah, that's her version of the story. (laughs) (laughs) My version of the story is somewhat different. You know, for at least a year, you know, I've been telling her, you got to get a new chord because every once in a while, the thing just wouldn't connect. And I tell her it's not connected and she'd tell me, Yes it is, the lights on. i say, Well, I don't care if the lights on, it's not working. Right? Well, so last Friday, in the in the run up to showtime, I kept telling her, It's not working. She said, I've plugged it in and taken it out ten times and it's working. And I'm like, No, it's not And she wouldn't she she wouldn't hear of what I was trying to tell her.
1: No, and, because everything was
0: registering. Right, everything but what I was telling you was registering. <laughs> so we we do the show, and I know I know what it's going to sound like, but I I can't I can't convince her. And so Saturday, uh, we're talking on Skype, and I said, you know what? Do yourself a favor. I said, go listen to a snippet of last night's show, and then listen to a snippet of a show a couple of weeks ago. And she does that. She says, okay, I hear the difference. (laughs) (laughs) I said, so are you going to get a new cord? She said, yes. And she did.
1: Yep. I went and got it. And uh, it works fine. Yep. And uh, since you're exposing my little faux pas, (laughs) why don't you give people a very brief capsule comment o- about why i'm doing your
0: posting for you well this this was something that happened i guess it's probably been what about two weeks ago yeah um my computer decided it was time to clear out all the cookies and the cache, and when it did see i have one you know uh, on on windows you have these quick links right and so i always had my uh facebook in, in the quick link so all I'd have to do is click it and it opened up okay so when it cleared the cookies and cache it took that that quick link the quick link still works it, it goes to facebook but then it was making me put in my password and you know all of that well i'm on some sort of thing on facebook that requires two forms of identifying verification. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. they they accept my password. That's not a problem. But the second form of ID they want is an image of my driver's license. And every time I try to send it to them, it never goes through. The little circle of death just goes round and round and round and round, and it won't go through. And if I try like three times in a day to get it to go through then it tells me i got to wait another 28 to 48 or 24 to 48 hours before i can try it again and so for the last two weeks i have not been able to get facebook to accept my second form of verification right so i haven't been able to get on right
1: So I've been having to do his posting on Facebook for him, but I can't, uh, because they basically have him locked down, I can post on his site, but I can't use his share button. So in the morning, when I post my articles, I then have to go back and repost all his articles on the same sites I've just posted my article.
0: Well, and, you know... I would feel more sorry for her, but little miss, I've been in Facebook jail 48 times (laughs) and and sometimes for months at a time, True, you know, and I was doing all her Facebook posting. So
1: no, no, he has helped me out and I've had helped him out in the past too. This is not the first time this has happened to him either.
0: Yeah, that's true. But it's, I'm nowhere near 48 times.
1: No, I, I'm one of the record holders. There. You, you,
0: you are. I mean, I, I think you're the uh, jail, uh, Facebook jail inmate of the month every month. Every, month. know,
1: for the past X number. What is it? About a year and a half. I, I'd years? say,
0: I'd say about two years.
1: Yeah. They've left me alone, and there's a reason why, but we won't go into
0: it. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, uh, no, we won't go into that. But what we will go into is what we're talking about on the show tonight. Diane, you've got slavery reparations. Right. I don't know why I was tripping over that. And votes garnered. Yes. And I've got no answers expected, but I have questions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, let's start with the quick hitters, and we start with uh, Dr. Tony Bologna Fauci. Uh, Apparently, he's been on a PBS special, and part of that special has him uh, going door-to-door like a, a vaccination salesman. Yes. Uh, tr- you know, trying to convince people, though, that the vaccinations are good. And this is kind of a, a documentary. You know, uh, it's, it's you know, Mr. Science personified, right? Yeah. Well, he ran into some difficulties in some of those door-to-door things. And I think, well, Dr. Fauci's true colors were shining through.
1: Well, it, you should also preface it by saying it, that he went to Ward 8 of Anacostia in Southeast D.C., and he went there for a reason, because he was unhappy that the African-American population in the neighborhood he was in were called disenfranchised. He Uh was disenfranchised that they were not getting the vax. Well... Well, they weren't getting it because they were smarter than him.
0: Well, and and that became quite apparent quite quickly you yes. know in this pbs <clears throat> excuse me pbs documentary there were some of those people there that i swore that that he went up and talked to that i swear read diane's articles Oh, yeah. okay because they were quoting the facts that diane found in those articles and they weren't reading off of notes they were just telling him what's what and there yeah. was one gentleman on, on the front stoop of, of the, the you know house or apartment there where he lived and he was really reading fauci the Riot Act, but he was doing it in a nice way. I yes. mean he, he wasn't cussing or swearing or calling fauci names, but he was bringing up the, the simple facts that you know y- you rush to produce this thing in nine months and it takes years to make a vaccine. Uh, right. you know you never tested this and now you want us to put this you know experimental thing in in our bodies and i'm not going to be doing that and i know a lot of people that aren't going to be doing that and i mean he really went off and fauci turned his back on the guy and walked away
1: yeah and he did it also to a woman that uh flat out told him I heard that the vaccine doesn't cure. It doesn't stop you from getting it. And Fauci kind of went tongue tied for a minute and said, "Well, if you get it, it'll be milder."
0: Right. You know, he he told this woman, you know, if you if you get the uh, the vaccines and the boosters, even if you get COVID, you you, you probably won't even notice. Bull. Well, but there's a lot of people that got the vaccines and got the boosters and then came down with long COVID, and it wiped them out for months. Right, and some of them are still wiped out. There are people that the the long COVID
1: is just not disappearing. (laughs) But in this documentary, Fauci also blames red states for not pushing the vaccine.
0: Right, so he's in a deep blue city, Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. He's in what should be a deep blue section of the city and we Mm -hmm. don't know who these people that he was talking to. we don't know who they voted for okay i mean that that never came up but these people let's say they were liberals they still knew that that fauci was full of crap right
1: right and and people who were coming to his defense in the documentary, we basically saying, oh, these people must have been Republicans because they don't like to be told what to do. They <laughs> just, uh, we just need to break them, was this yeah. person's
0: name. Well, I
1: mean, this is, and, in and, fact, that Fauci said that. Fauci actually said, we need to break them.
0: Yeah, and he was doing this door-to-door thing with the D.C. mayor. Right. Right. You know, and they both got an earful.
1: Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Apparently, it's going to be premiering tonight at eight PM on PBS.
0: I wonder. I wonder if you watch it, if you get like a free canvas tote bag or something. Is this part of their, you know? Maybe become you get a, a PBS gain a
1: function T-shirt. No, you get a Gain a Function T-shirt. That's better.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, I hesitate to say this on on the idea that some people might take this seriously, but if you watch it, maybe you get COVID.
1: I know, I know, right? I mean, this whole thing—it's <laughs> beyond anything that this country has ever seen this man seriously. And I will do an article on it in a few weeks. Maybe this man seriously needs to be arrested because of him, president Trump was forced to rush something that even he knew was not ready, but he believed Fauci because you know, it's a doctor. Doctors wouldn't lie. Yeah. Yeah
0: they do yeah they do and this one did mr science
1: yeah mr science i am
0: science um you know most people have hundreds and hundreds of television stations to choose from i'm sure watching the weather channel is probably going to be more informative to people than watching fauci on this pbs special
1: Except to the believers, they're still lining up for the boosters.
0: They're idiots.
1: People are dropping dead within, you know, days to weeks after having them, but they're still lining up and rolling up their sleeves.
0: Speaking of the weather, uh, Senator Joe Manchin has ripped Biden and the Biden regime regarding energy policy uh, because you know Biden is trying to force the greenie weenie stuff. You know, because we're we're having a weather crisis. Well, that's what Mm -hmm. I call it. They call it a climate crisis. But it's the weather. I mean, let's be honest. And Joe Manchin really went off on the Biden regime. But not about
1: the climate thing. He went off on them because a bipartisan bill had been reached regarding um, retirement plan fiduciaries. and. He wanted to, uh, Biden has part of that going to the Green New Deal nonsense and also to social issues and and whatever. Well, Manchin really ripped him a new one. I mean, Manchin, I'm sorry, the man really should just leave the party. Be brave like Tulsi Gabbard and do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he can use the Ronald Reagan line. He's not leaving the party. The party has already left him. Exactly. You know, and exactly. and this this fiduciary thing and the uh, the ESG stuff mm-hmm. uh, it is all meant to funnel money into the green energy crap. Right. And and let's face it, Mansion is from a state and represents a constituency that's coal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's not going to put up with that crap. And, uh, you know, this, this stuff that they're trying to force people's 401ks and retirement plans to quote unquote, consider green energy and ESG investments. Well, that's not what this is about. Let's, let's just be perfectly honest here. What they're trying to do is force people to put their retirement money into those investments.
1: Exactly, and his exact words were uh, this administration's unrelenting campaign to inv- advance a radical social environmental agenda is only exasperating challenges that the average person is facing.
0: You know, people are having a tough time buying eggs or, you know buying milk, buying groceries. You know, God forbid you you need to go out and buy a, a new car right now mm-hmm. or you're trying to buy a house or you know just pay the bills pay the heating bill pay the the you know the household bills um mm-hmm. people are struggling and you know people are already depleting their 401k's because of inflation and that's all Biden right and right. and now they want you to put your money in these risky nonsense greeny weeny investments Come on well, it also
1: it's um hitting retirement savings of right. hundred and fifty million West Virginians and Americans. That's the actual quote. And it was clearly bipartisan. The bill sailed through the House. There was no problem. Democrats crossed over. And do you know that that creep O. Oh, Biden? and I deliberately say, O. Oh, Biden vetoed it. It was his first veto.
0: Well, and they don't think they've got enough votes to override it, right? You know, they so, have enough
1: to get it passed, but not maybe not to override it.
0: You know, the the best thing you can do if you've got uh, a retirement savings account, or you you've got a four hundred one k, or you know you're you're you know working through a uh, you know an investment company or something. Tell them absolutely zero of this ESG green energy crap. I do not want to invest one red cent in it. Right, and, and then watch know, it no, right. and make sure make sure nobody does.
1: No, well, in a roundabout way, this will also affect the stock market as well because a lot of people's in, um, retirement funds are stock based.
0: Right. Right, and and you don't always have control over what a company, let's say you're invested in company XYZ. Mm-hmm. Okay, that company could then invest in this woke nonsense, and your money vicariously gets tied up in it. Right. Well, what was good
1: about... Um DeSantis, DeSantis. what was good about Manchin in this instant is he was one of two Democrat senators that sided with Republicans. The other was John um, Tester from Montana. Right. So even the Senate, you know, was not 100%. So there's a crack in uh, Biden's uh, dream of killing everything that comes out of the House um but what mansion if he would just not only leave the party but register as a republican that would kill the whole you know democrats keeping the senate
0: right you know and it's stuff like this that may eventually push him over the edge
1: yeah he could become a hero if he plays it right you
0: know we'll keep an eye on it we'll see what happens uh Elsewhere in the Senate, Josh Hawley is trying to revoke China's preferential trade status, and I wish him a lot of luck.
1: So do I. Do I think he'll get it passed? i my guts tell me no because there's too many Democrats, elected Democrats that are, you know, in the um, take from China, shall we say, to put oh, it mildly? Yeah.
0: Well, and and this you know this preferential trade status, I believe, goes all the way back to George W. Bush.
1: It could very well.
0: I I, I think mean, he's no. the one that that you know normalized trade status with China, you know, and that's been a while. But well, that know, there was
1: done was... twenty three years
0: ago. Right. So twenty
1: three years ago, yeah, hey, that was
0: George W. Bush.
1: well, maybe not. No, 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 no. George W. Bush became president in 2000. We're in 23 now, but we're just starting in 23. Bill Clinton could have been the one that signed this.
0: It's one of the two, but it was a bad idea. Very Um, bad idea. And there was a lot of blowback when it was done, you know? And, And people said, I don't know. Well, all it's done... In the last twenty plus years, is bolsters chi- bolster China's economy and hurt ours.
1: Right. Well, in that case, I I lean towards it being Clinton that signed it.
0: You know, it it, it never should have happened. No. Uh, you know, to begin with, and Josh Hawley, um, and I believe Hawley is from Missouri. Yeah, he is. Yeah, senator from Missouri. And he's trying to, uh, or he's actually put forth a bill that would revoke that trade status for China. I don't know how far it's going to go. I'm kind of with you, Diane. I think there's too many people in the Senate, and probably from both sides of the aisle, who are reaping the benefits of China.
1: Absolutely. And what's a little iffy about this is... um... A little over a year ago, Senators Tom Cotton, Ted Budd, Rick Scott, and J.D. Vance, all Republicans, tried to introduce the China Trade Relations Act. Oh, it was earlier this year, but it absolutely went nowhere. And that bill would have revoked China's permanent, most favored nation status. And it would require the president to renew it each year while giving Congress the ability to move legislation, rejecting a presidential extension of most favored nation status. Well, the Democrats killed that.
0: Well, we'll see how far this goes. I don't really expect it to get very far, but we'll see. Right. You know, and and congratulations to Senator Hawley for putting this out there and at least giving it a try.
1: Yeah, you got to at least try it. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least give it a try.
0: Well, and from the great state of Missouri, we go up just a little bit north to the great state of Iowa, where liberals are wadding up their panties because Iowa, they say, is becoming the Florida of the Midwest.
1: No problem with that.
0: I don't think Iowans have a problem with
1: that. The freedom and the sunshine all around.
0: Well, and, and this is all stemming, as I understand it, from Iowa passing some transgender legislation aimed at keeping transgender girls. Or trans, yeah, transgender girls. I, I get confused. I'm more confused <laughs> than they are. Uh, transgender girls from competing on girls' athletic teams. Right.
1: And that's starting to pass in states across the country. Well, you know, Wyoming.
0: These, Wyoming just passed that.
1: Right. I mean, you let these men compete in women's sports, and you've killed women's sports completely.
0: Well, and totally there was there was just a, a case of that the other day. I think it was in track, where uh because one team had a transgender girl on the girls track team, actually a dude on the girls track team, they wound up winning the state championship. Yeah. That's wrong. It is
1: wrong. It is wrong and this has got to stop. You know, I don't know how many times it has to be repeated. This is play acting. This is pretending. Okay, you can cut something off. You can cut two things off, three things off. You can add things on. You can fool around with the insides a little bit. But until you're able to change someone's DNA, their genetic code, you are as you were born. There's no other way to say it.
0: Here's my question. Where are all the women's rights advocates? You know, I mean, I I don't want to hear anything more from women's rights advocates, you know, Mm -hmm. harping about, you know, equal pay for equal work, which we already have a law for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that's still a a thing, right? And I don't want to hear anything more until those people stand up for the rights of actual women. I mean... Well, uh, I can
1: tell you where they are. I can tell you when they They were all out there protesting that it's okay to kill your baby.
0: You know, there's probably a lot more truth in that than people want to admit. I know. You know, but we, just a a week or two ago, we had a dude who, and, 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 you know, I'll be talking about this a little bit later, but a dude who won the Women of Courage Award. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. where, where were the women, where were the actual women, the women's rights advocates standing up for that? You they know? were nowhere. Nowhere. We had the, uh, the, the dude that was on the women's swim team. Okay. And, and that was a big thing about a year ago. Where were the women's rights advocates there? Where are they on this, this deal where the, the team won the state championship and track the other day? And where are they when it comes to these states that are saying we're going to protect women and women's sports and girls sports by not allowing trans to participate in girls sports where are the women's rights advocates standing up and cheering?
1: They're nowhere like I said they're too busy picketing you know the killing of babies. It's that's sad. what it really seems like to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's sad. Maybe they're afraid if they speak up, they'll they'll get canceled, you know? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, use, use the backbone you've got and say girls' sports and women's sports need to belong to females. We can't have males competing against females and call it an even playing field because it's not. It is not.
1: Because even though, you know, they might feminize through hormones and stuff, they still have the strength and muscle mass of a man.
0: Well, and the size and, and you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not anywhere near a level playing field. It's just no. not.
1: No, it's you not.
0: Know. Folks, we've gotten to the bottom of the hour. That means we're going to have to take a quick break, get a couple of station IDs in. About 30 minutes from now, I'm talking about no answers expected, but I have questions. And when we come back from the top, or bottom of the hour break, Diane's got it with slavery, reparations, and votes garnered. Lots to cover tonight. Stay with us. There's more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorey. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to rspradio 1.com.
1: And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at RSPRadio1.com.
0: Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and become a pod person. Yep. All right. So, uh, you know, with all the foolishness going on uh, all over the world, especially in our country, One of the things that's making a few headlines, but liberals are desperately trying to sweep some of it under the rug, is the idea of reparations for slavery. And California is kind of ground zero for that right now, and maybe more specifically the city of San Fran Freak Show. Uh, So Diane, you took a look at this, and you put together an op-ed under the title Slavery, Reparations, and Votes Garnered.
1: Okay, let's start by saying, simply, our country is now in the midst of a race war of sorts. A war that, in my opinion, started back in 2009 with Barack Hussein Obama's infamous words, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. And while many presidents before Obama made mistakes in regards to racial issues, Lyndon B. Johnson, to me, remains one of modern-day history's most prominent how so? Because with his September 1965 Executive Order Number 11246, a.k.a. Affirmative Action, skin color-based appeasement became law, and unfortunately it's still law today. But Johnson did not live long enough to see the true, unforeseen ramifications of his actions taken, nor did he see that over time, the remaining embers of old-style racial hatred had started to dim. That is, until Obama took office and uttered those nine little words. And it was those very words that helped to fuel on the call for so-called reparations. Reparations as in believed to be blood money owed. owed to black folks who were never slaves. owed to them by white folks who were never slave owners or so they, black instigators and liberals who support them, say. Reparations now being demanded for acts of slavery that have long since passed, passed and made amends for numerous times over via the government-mandated free ride that affirmative action has afforded many based solely upon the color of their skin. And sadly for some, their skin color remains their sole defining feature as they willingly choose to forget or simply ignore Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s very wise words that someday black folks, quote, will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of one's character, end quote. And character is the very thing that programs like affirmative action actually take away what with character itself being a fundamental hallmark of American values, especially when coupled with taking responsibility for one's own actions. And what are affirmative action and similar type programs but reverse discrimination in their own right? How so? Simply with their deeming that one skin color alone must be the key and many times sole reason for government help being given. And by said programs doing so, they help refuel racial bias many times over with preferential treatment given to those whose skin color is black, whether that person is qualified for a specific job, let alone a college admission. In fact, Craig, and most importantly, programs like Affirmative Action actually in a roundabout way punish those very black americans who do not want preferential treatment but want to be judged solely upon their character their merits and the hard work they've done to achieve success found
0: okay so reparations let's let's get into this a little bit um I think part of the gaslighting, when it comes to reparations, the gaslighting from the left, is that it is solely meant for the descendants of former slaves. But that's not necessarily true, right?
1: Not by a long shot. And unfortunately, the call for reparations is growing in our country, especially in blue states, with monetary payment demanded to be given to not just those Who can prove that their ancestors were slaves, but deemed by some to be given to all black people, whether slavery is in their family history or not, and that it's not just to be given to them by white people, but also by any American company that in the past profited from slavery and or the slave trade itself. Simply, what these folks want is a free ride for life solely because... Their skin happens to be black. And for many with their hands out, reparations is not about slavery's past, but about affirmative action not being enough for those black folks who have squandered away the very opportunities that program and others like it have afforded them. Hanging the shame of slavery over folks not even alive during slavery's days reeks solely of a gimme-gimme attitude where the long-sought striving for equality that most black people have fought for and achieved has now been replaced by a segment within the black community who no longer call for equality but for equity alone, as in pay us until we have what you have, without us having to work for it. In other words, putting a dollar amount on the injustices of slavery's past, thus making those black folks doing so no better than the tribal chiefs who sold their ancestors into slavery for money, trinkets, and assorted goods. But what this most (laughs) boisterous segment of today's black population forgets is the very concept of who, why, when and how slavery actually began in our country. And here let me begin by saying that contrary to words being spewed by black reparations activists and their cohorts on the political left, America was not a slave nation since colonists first set foot on our soil. In fact, before 1776 and our declaring independence from England, There was no America to speak of, as we were but a collection of British colonies. Thus, any slaves then owned, bought, or sold were technically the property of England and the British king. And Craig, this means that with the birth of the United States of America on July 4th, 1776, and President Lincoln's freeing of the slaves on September 22nd, 1862, via the Emancipation Proclamation, slavery existed in what became America for 86 years, basically by today's standards being but one possible lifetime.
0: Well, there's a little bit more to it than that, too, right? I mean, if you look at the numbers and you look at the dates, if you're going to talk about the history of slavery, and maybe specifically the history of slavery on this side of the pond, there are some dates and some numbers that need to be brought up and highlighted that the left doesn't want anybody to know.
1: Absolutely correct. Correct and lost to those screaming reparations, is the truth of how slavery actually began in the 13 British colonies. The institution of slavery itself reached our shores when on August 20th, 1619, 20-plus black Angolans who were kidnapped by the Portuguese, well-known slave traders at the time, arrived in the British colony of Virginia, where they were bought by English English not American colonists. And once America was born, Congress voted to abolish the slave trade in 1807 and made it a crime punishable by death in 1820, with the last American slave ship, a retrofitted racing yacht named Wanderer, having sailed in 1858. So while we All can agree that slavery was, is, and always will remain a truly repulsive act on any level. Know that slavery has always been part of the human condition, whether slaves were gotten through war's bounty or by acts paramount to human kidnapping, and yet the moniker of being slaves is not the sole property of black people, for all peoples, black, white, yellow and red, have been slaves at one time or another in their history. But what's really sad here is not only the fact that slavery still exists today, but that some of the most current prolific of slave traders are those from Africa, where black men, women and children are captured, bought and sold into slavery every day, with not a word said nor actions taken by so-called black activist individuals or groups here in the U.S., the very folks demanding reparations the most. And the number of black people currently enslaved is staggering. In fact, according to the World Economic Forum, there are 7.6 victims of modern-day slavery for every 1,000 people residing in the African region alone. And the International Labor Organization estimates that by their definitions, which includes sex slaves, over 49 million people, predominantly black, are victims of slavery today. And to break those figures down into more understandable numbers, we find that in Mauritania, a sovereign Islamic-ruled country in Africa's northwest, a country that has legally banned slavery five times since 1961, there were tens of thousands of blacks being held hostage. And Craig, add to those numbers that the Global Slavery Index estimates that over 106,000 black africans are currently being held as slaves in algeria and this is but two of africa's 54 countries as per the un
0: you know the hypocrisy of the reparation activists is staggering mm-hmm. when when you look at the numbers that you just put forth and the fact that they say nothing about any of that they don't care about any of that that tells people a lot i mean Mm -hmm. we shouldn't take those numbers lightly should we
1: no no and in fact um there's some links where if people don't believe those numbers i quoted click on the link it's there for you to see so not a word said nor action taken by black activists, individuals, or groups here in the U.S. I cannot repeat that enough times. For while a certain segment of black folks continues to demand reparations for actions not seen in our country in almost a century and a half, their black brethren in Africa are still being held in chains. Sad indeed, as is the fact that Joe Biden is pandering for 2024 black votes by reaffirming his administration's commitment to advancing racial equity for what he calls undeserved communities, underserved communities, I should say, with reparations being at the forefront of racial equity. And when a statement such as this is made, it didn't take Gavin Newsom, the uber-liberal governor of the uber-liberal blue state of California, longed to jump on board the Biden equity reparations bandwagon and doing so with a particular reason in mind. And know that the equity reparations nonsense really took hold in California back in 2020 when California Assemblywoman Shirley Weber Chair of California's Legislative Black Caucus, established a nine-person task force to study, quote, the impact of slavery on black people in California and recommended to the legislature not just what kind of compensation should be provided without a specific dollar amount being given, but who should receive said compensation along with what form it should take. Governor Newsom officially signed into order the task force, but a few days later, after it was proposed. Now fast forward to early March 2023, and these words said by Tanish Hollins, the current vice chair of the San Francisco Human Rights Commission, quote, This really is about payment and redress for unpaid labor, for restrictive covenants and for legislation that was particularly targeted against the black community and created a system of harm for the black community, end quote. And to that I say, no way. For in my opinion... Reparations in California has always been about Gavin Newsom's 2024 run for president and his willingness to pay any amount to garner the black vote. Simply, timing is everything. And again, in my opinion, Newsom is buying black votes hidden in the guise of reparations. A bitter pill easier for Californians to swallow than is the truth that with California Not having been a slave state, it should never be obligated to make amends for slavery. They took no part in. And with the now $5 million sum being bantered about as being each black person's payout, the man who sees himself as the best candidate to replace Joe Biden in 2024 does not care if he bankrupts his state by giving money to those who will not just have succeeded in putting Whitey in their so-called place, but getting ever so rich in the process. And all Newsom asked for in return is for their black vote, the true chains of slavery, and all its ensuing still-masked race war ramifications be damned. Case closed.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty staggering (coughs) set of numbers and figures. You know, when you look at it, especially when you look at the number of people uh, around the world who are still uh, trapped in slavery, uh, Mm -hmm. the number of countries that still engage in slavery, and then you add to it, what San Francisco intends to give black people for basically nothing. I mean, these people weren't slaves. Nobody paying for these reparations were slave owners. Mm-hmm. It's it's all a matter of skin color and votes, just like you said. It's it's all about votes. Absolutely, the whole
1: reparation movement catering is about votes. We are catering to a segment of the black population, and notice I say segment because the vast majority of black Americans are good, decent hardworking people who have found for themselves a true place in american society this other group they are countless times smaller but yet they're so vocal and it still gets to me why the vast majority of black people don't tell them to just shut the hell up
0: i know it's it's a wonder it is it, really. You know, it's it's the the overwhelming vast minority of the black community that is demanding these reparations. And mm-hmm. and it's abject foolishness. The state of California cannot afford this. They don't have the money. Right. Okay, and certainly the city of San Francisco doesn't have the money. Right. You know, so they're they're whipping all these people up into a frenzy. And, you know, oh, we're going to get $5 million. Well, what happens when there isn't any money to give them? First of all,
1: what California needs to do, besides voting out all these liberals, they've got to clean up their streets. They've got to get rid of the drug addicts. They've got to get rid of the people that are, you know, number one and number twoing in the streets. They've got to clean up their beaches. I mean, to even think of giving reparations is beyond me. They were not a slave state.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's that. That's a big thing. It's a huge thing. You know? I mean, uh, let's face it. The slave states were the southern states run by Democrats. Right. You know? It was the Democrats that wanted slavery. It was the Democrats that... You know, pitched a fit when Lincoln Mm -hmm. signed the Emancipation Proclamation. It was the Democrats who came up with and enforced Jim Crow laws. Right. It was Democrats that created the KKK. Right. I mean, the the list just goes on and on. And now they think they got the moral high ground because they're buying votes based on skin color. Seriously?
1: Yeah, that's what it boils down to. Because you know what they did? They sold black Americans out to the Hispanics because there were more Hispanics coming in, you know, and we'll give them everything for free, and all they have to do is vote Democratic. Right. They threw black Americans under the bus in favor of the legals.
0: (laughs) I know, but this is what they do. Yes. you know this is this is the the Democrat Party agenda, and it has been since day one. This isn't anything yes. new, you know. Right. And and uh, people need to understand the true history, and that's where an op-ed like this comes in: slavery, reparations, and votes garnered. You can get the link to this either at Diane's blog, the PatriotFactor.blogspot.com. Or you can go to rspradio1.com. Either place, you can get the link and we hope you share it because people need to understand, without all the gas lighting, without all the smoke and mirrors, what the actual truth about slavery in this country is. And also the fact can never be forgotten.
1: Slave trade, uh, slave trade could not have existed without their own tribal chiefs selling their own people into slavery.
0: Yeah, you know, but you don't hear any of these reparation activists, you know, uh, talking about that. You know, because it doesn't fit the agenda.
1: It doesn't fit the agenda
0: at all. You know, slavery was 100, according to them, slavery was 100% whitey. It was white people doing every bit of it from Alpha to Omega Black people were only the victims, nothing but the victims. It's, it's bull.
1: It's bull. And they they don't even know American history, that before 1776 we were British. We were not American.
0: Well, but I'll tell you some of these people are smart enough. They do know that, that bit of history. But again, that doesn't fit the agenda. No. You know, and, and they can't bring that up because, well, that would fly in the face of the agenda, and they can't do that. Right. Uh, What it is, most of these people are just,
1: they're just lazy, they want a free ride, and they'll get their free ride, they think, any way they can.
0: Well, and they don't understand the economic ramifications of that. No. So let's say you artificially create hundreds of thousands of instant millionaires, and you do it with other people's money. If those people think inflation is bad now, just wait, oh yeah, <laughs> you know I mean they don't they don't understand the economic ramifications of it no and, and what happens when some of these people who get everything for nothing or through the everything they got for nothing, then what well, we're gonna have
1: get another generation of gimme gimme's you owe me you give reparations to one it's never going to stop
0: right and and there's you know let's say you've got person a okay and you give person a five million dollars and you call it reparations and they burn through that five million right well then person a is going to come back to the government and say i ran out of reparations money and i don't think five million was enough and you owe me more and then you got the Democrat Party saying, "You know what? You might be right because they still need to buy your vote." Right.
1: And then they'll move on to another group. Anything they can to buy votes. Everything for Democrats is about buying votes because that will keep them in power.
0: The policies and it'll keep them don't in work
1: power until our election system is fixed.
0: Yeah, the 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 their policies don't work. So all they've got left is bribery, right? You know, and they fill these people full of false hope. You know, they're they're the party of victimhood, and, and I've always said this: where they can't find actual victims, they will manufacture them, oh, and of then course. they will claim to be the only party that represents the victims they just manufactured. But they never do anything to solve the problem they created, because if they solved right. it they wouldn't have those people on a hook right you know i mean it's it's sad but it's true Mm -hmm. um yeah i I wish it wasn't that way but
1: but it it is
0: it it is (laughs) you know uh people you got to understand what's all involved in this and you know if you say well i don't live in california and i don't live in san francisco so this doesn't really affect me you bet it does
1: look what if it starts in one place if it goes through in one place it'll start funneling down to each and every liberal state
0: you know there is there is a quick way to to make this go away you put a box pray
1: for an earthquake and california sinks into the ocean
0: well well, okay there's two ways to make this go away (laughs) i'm Uh,
1: kidding folks i don't wish that on
0: california there's that or you put a box on you know your your tax information and if you want to pay for reparations you check the box and a certain amount uh, of your money goes to reparations i guarantee you democrats will quit immediately harping about reparations because if they're the only ones that are gonna pay for it, they don't want it. That's true. I, That's I'm just true. I'm just saying you make reparations voluntary and everybody when they're filling out their taxes or when they have somebody fill out their taxes, there's a box on there and you have to check that box off and sign off on it that X number you know, X percent of your money goes to reparations for people that were never slaves right the democrats will drop this thing like a hot rock
1: do you let me ask you a question do you know of any republican that's for reparations i don't
0: no no and and but it's a common sense thing
1: right oh yeah and logic
0: you know yeah and and that's why only a, a very small portion of the black community wants this Because the overwhelming majority of the black community has common sense. Yes. You know, so, but but yet they're allowing the people with the loudest voices and the least amount of common sense to run the show.
1: Yeah. But, you know, if you don't condemn, you condone. We need those black voices to tell the small minority, shut up. You don't speak for us.
0: Folks, you can get Diane's op-ed two different places, the PatriotFactor.blogspot.com or rspradio1.com. We hope you grab the link, give it a read for yourselves, click on the link that's embedded in there so you can see the numbers for yourselves, and then share the link. Now, I'm going to have something to say sort of along the same lines, but in a very different way here in just a couple of minutes. We've got to take a top of the hour break, get a couple of station IDs in. And when we come back, no answers expected, but I have questions. Stay mm-hmm. with us. We're going to have a little fun coming up here in a few minutes. More right-side patriots after this. Hi
1: guys, Diane sorry from the patriot factor on the patriotfactor.blogspot.com. Where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, Check out The National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com.
0: You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorry. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPradio1.com. Craig Anderson and Diane Sorry with you on a Tuesday night edition of the show and if you miss any part of it, RSPradio1.com is where you want to go tomorrow morning, click the podcast button and have at it. Mhm. Sometime
1: between sometime between 6 and 7 it'll be put up
0: okay that's eastern time folks if if you are in let's say sweden we have no idea what time it'll be up
1: (laughs) i think it's probably five or six hours difference
0: yeah but you know just check sometime tomorrow it'll it'll be there we promise okay (laughs) all right so you know you you took a a good hard look at the whole slavery reparations thing and and uh you know, I I came at some of this from a little bit different approach, I guess I would say. Um, rhetorical questions are what they are because sometimes you just have to ask them. You, you really, mm-hmm. you know, there's really not much chance that you're going to get an answer. True. So no answers expected, but I have questions. As our country and our culture devolves further into the abyss, the more questions I have, I don't really expect answers as most of the questions seem to be directed to abject idiots, but ask them. I will. For instance, a couple of weeks ago, Jill Biden and Tony Blinken presented the women of courage award on international women's day to a dude. Now, I realize that liberals have a collective brain fart when it comes to defining the word woman, but seriously, shouldn't one of the main criteria for receiving a women of courage award be having made it through at least one period <laughs> for that matter, shouldn't a couple of the primary considerations for being in the running for that particular award be never in your life having a a pair of attached balls, or having garnered the nickname testiculies in gym class after getting nutted while playing dodgeball. Now, I'll get back to the whole trans thing before I'm finished, but there are a few other things that make me ask questions of abject idiots. For instance, moose. Specifically moose in Norway. Now here's the deal. Last week, researchers, use your air quotes, came to the conclusion that moose in the forests of Norway are, quote, one of the biggest potential single sources of carbon emissions from wooded parts of Norway, unquote. And I know what you're thinking. How did those researchers come to that conclusion? Well, according to a fellow by the name of Gunnar Osterheim, he's an ecologist with the NTNU University Museum, quote, moose are an ecosystem engineer in the forest ecosystem and strongly impact everything from the species composition and nutrient availability in the forest. A grown animal can eat 50 kilograms of biomass each day during the summer, unquote. Apparently, tree buds are another name for biomass. And they are to a moose what a plate of beans are to cowboys. And I've got a video clip in there to show you what that means, and it's in high <laughs> definition. So you're welcome. Now, a moose eats the tree buds, thus limiting to a very minute effect the amount of foliage which processes CO2. And what happens next? Moose farts. And I've got another video with a couple of quote-unquote researchers preparing to pour through the data so here's my question diane when are we going to quit blaming back alley bugle blasts for the weather
1: well you know craig your state your beloved state is a perfect example of the weather gone nuts
0: well it is look a week ago Up here in my neck of the woods, in north-central Nebraska, it was 30 degrees on Monday. It was in the upper 60s and lower 70s on Tuesday and Wednesday, and while I'm not a researcher from the NTNU University Museum, I am just barely smart enough to know that the sudden change in the weather was not due to some moose farting in Norway. (laughs) I've got an idea. Why not send that Swedish school-skipping shrew, Greta Thunberg, into the Norwegian Bokeskugan forest with a biodegradable garbage bag full of corks and have her sneak up behind every moose in an effort to control the weather? If, after 10 years, researchers find no difference in the weather, farting as a sin should be dropped from the religion of climate change. And when Greta finishes corking moose holes in Norway, (laughs) maybe she can cork a pie hole in Washington. Maybe. Maybe. Here's another question for which I expect no real answer. What in the fresh hell is wrong with black people? And I mean all black people rather than just some of them, as while the minority of them seem to be abject idiots, the majority seem to accept having the morons speak for all of them. For instance, a critical race theorist and professor at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, by the name of Angel Jones, is demanding that black people should get special bereavement leave and counseling services in order to deal with issues relating to systemic racism jones is saying that black faculty all of them should be granted special paid time off and mental health therapy to deal with the events of alleged police brutality and according to jones quote i am a proud educator who loves what i do but before that i am a black woman unquote well There's part of your problem right there. Before any sense of accomplishment derived from her profession comes the color of her skin. Diane Jones went on and said, A black woman is expected to return to business as usual on Monday after seeing a member of my community murdered on Friday. Although it is customary for employees to receive support and understanding while grieving the loss of a loved one, The same care is rarely shown to the black community when we lose someone in horrific and traumatic ways. Where's our black bereavement leave, unquote? The thing that's
1: ridiculous about all of this, when a white person asks for bereavement leave, they're leaving because someone in their family or someone very close to them has died. You can't give bereavement For an entire group of people. You just can't do that. You'd have nobody sitting at their desk working. But then again, Craig, maybe that's the thing. Reparations will pick up what they don't pick up by actually working.
0: Well, you know that, and I know that. (laughs) And I'm guessing a whole lot of our listeners know that too. So let me see if I have this straight. If a black person gets killed, any black person, apparently anywhere... All black people who can still fog a mirror should get paid time off to deal with it, even though they never even met the dead person. And why? Because skin color is above everything else? Jones wasn't finished. She went on to say, quote, Where are our counseling services? Where is our grace for missed meetings and deadlines while we mourn? (laughs) I got some breaking news. Black people get killed every day, mostly by other black people, so black people, according to the demands of Angel Jones, would continue to get paid while never working another day in their lives. Where are all the black people with common sense telling her she needs a checkup from the neck up? Next, we have Sammy Roth, who writes for the LA Times and claims that, quote, Los Angeles residents who drive more tend to be exposed to less air pollution, and Angelenos who drive less tend to be exposed to more pollution. It's a function of the racism that shaped this city and its suburbs and continues to influence our daily lives, and a stark reminder of the need for climate solutions that benefit everyone, unquote. Diane, according to Roth, White drivers are polluting air that black people breathe, and it has to stop. He claims that white drivers are killing black people because more white people drive than do black people. Roth says, quote, today, many residents of the county's whiter, more affluent neighborhoods, who were often able to keep highways out of their own backyards, commute to work through lower income black and Latino neighborhoods bisected by the 10, 110, and 105 freeways and more. Unquote.
1: You know what? You can add this guy to your list of people that need a checkup from the <laughs> neck up because nothing he's saying makes any kind of tangible sense whatsoever.
0: But he has more nonsense to impart upon the rest of us. Yes, he does. According to Roth, quote, ending the sale of most gasoline vehicles, unquote, so as to allow more apartment construction in wealthier neighborhoods is what's needed. But none of his proposed solutions include black people in the neighborhoods in question getting a job, buying a car and driving to work themselves, which, by his own theory, would end the problem. So, where are the common-sense black people telling Roth that the L.A. population is 48.4% Hispanic-Latino, 28.1% white only, and the rest is black or something other than white, Hispanic, or Latino? Where are the common-sense black people in this country calling out the race baiters who are now joining forces with the climate loons for calling roads? racist but black people aren't the only group that needs to either shut up or speak up depending on which side of the idiocy they stand in minnesota a liberal member of their state legislature is claiming that white christians who adopt native american children are contributing to genocide that's a quote Heather Keeler recently posted to her Facebook page quote, "I'm sick of white Christians adopting our babies and rejoicing. It's a really sad day when that happens. It means the genocide continues unquote." Diane Keeler, who is a member of the Yankton Sioux Tribe, wasn't finished. She went on to say, quote, If you care about our babies, advocate against the genocide. Help the actual issues impacting indigenous parents. Stop stealing our babies and changing their names under the impression that you are helping. White saviors are the worst, unquote.
1: Well, according to her, then, Indian babies that their parents don't want better just you know leave the little babies to fend for themselves than being adopted by you know loving black i mean white families that's a no-no better just you know leave them what these people forget including the ones you know where you were giving the hispanic latino numbers to right okay Latino isn't a race, Hispanic isn't a race, and Indian, technically American Indian, is not a quote-unquote race. Remember, white, black, oriental, and mixed race. Right. White being Caucasian.
0: Well, but, but Keeler— Why
1: do you have to put all these people—they always put them in a minority box.
0: Well, the, because that's part of the agenda. Right? Right. And she you know, Keeler isn't just talking about race here, she's talking about heritage and culture. Right. Okay. Miss Keeler, where are the Native American saviors? You say white saviors are the worst. Well, where's the Native American saviors? Why aren't you advocating for more Native Americans to engage in adopting Native American children rather than just condemning white people who do what your community seems unwilling to do? Right now, the U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments regarding whether or not to do away with the Indian Child Welfare Act meant to protect Native American rights in state child custody proceedings. Now, that act has been very important to the Native Americans as a way to uh, hold together their families and culture. I'll bet Keeler would blow a gasket if the SCOTUS dismantles that act because that act funnels taxpayer money to state institutions and entities to maintain the foster care system where Native Americans are concerned. In other words, white taxpayer money to keep kids locked in the system is good, but white people adopting kids out, that's racist. And how about this, all adoption or foster care agencies, private or state, can no longer adopt or foster a child to anyone who is not of the same race, heritage, and or culture as the child in question. If by the time the child reaches the age of 18 and no like race, heritage, or cultural parents adopt that child, the child is then relegated to the streets to fend for themselves. And while said child is in the system, only money from the community of that child's race, heritage, and or culture can be used to support and care for the child. Being as Keeler as a liberal from Minnesota, I'm willing to bet that she also advocates for abortion. Would she rather a soon to be born child be aborted than possibly grow up in a multicultural, multiracial family that we now are treated to in nearly every television commercial we see? Come mm-hmm. on, common sense Native Americans. You're being as quiet as a moose in a Norwegian forest after an unfortunate rear ending by Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <coughs> and finally, I have one final question, to which I expect no real answer. Given the woke liberal agenda regarding gender, which states that anyone can claim to be any one of some 165 different genders... Is it a matter of cultural appropriation if black people demand to be recognized as a jar of mayonnaise? And I only ask as it occurs to me that such a particular gender designation should only be available to those of a let's say off white privilege. Just asking. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd like to see a black person pass themselves off as a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> I'd like they don't to see anybody. Mayonnaise is white. Off white. Off white. Well, maybe they boycott, you know, um, mayonnaise. Pretty soon snow will be
0: racist. Well, they would. They would violate jars of mayonnaise if there was a black person on the label. They demand that black people be in every commercial. But God forbid you should have a black guy on a box of rice or a black woman on a pancake mix box. Yeah, well, the family
1: of Aunt Jemima, this is true, is furious about that because their ancestor worked hard to build up the country, the uh, company Aunt Jemima, and they're insulted because she was proud to be on the boxes.
0: Absolutely, she was. And and I've got you know a little breaking news for this heather keeler over in minnesota you know i'll bet she was plenty happy when they took the indian maiden off the land of lakes butter boxes
1: that was a beautifully illustrated piece that was a compliment what was wrong with that
0: well there was nothing wrong with it and if you actually if you actually care to look into it and i did that Indian maiden piece of art was created by a Native American artist. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so the, the Land Lakes girl, Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Butterworth, and Uncle Ben all got fired. They all got fired. Right. All right. For what? For selling more rice, syrup, pancake mix, and butter than anybody else? No, they got fired because
1: as with the Liberals, everything that has happened fits their politically correct slash woke agenda. You keep people focusing on that, you get their focus off the real issues.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I I'm you know, I understand that it's only the the overwhelming vast minority Of of people that are being abject idiots, you know, in in the the case of your op-ed, demanding reparations. In the case of mine, Mm -hmm. you know, demanding that white people stop, uh, you know, adopting Native American babies or moose quit farting in the forest. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, but where are all the common sense people, the overwhelming vast majority of people? It's like I said. I didn't expect any answers, but I had questions, and I went ahead and posed the questions.
1: Well, you know, I got a job where maybe Greta can earn some money. Really? She, she can go around with plastic bags, gather up the, the farts from each Norwegian moose, and somehow convert that into energy to power electric cars.
0: Don't give that idiot any ideas. <laughs> Do you realize... That just today it was announced that the school dropout, Greta Thunberg, is getting an honorary doctorate degree in Finland. Oh dear. I'm not making this up.
1: No, I believe you.
0: You know? And uh and folks, I, I do hope you go to the dot com and read through this commentary for yourselves. There are some great videos in the commentary. They're, they're embedded in there, and they're short, and, and they're fun to watch. And you're going to get a laugh or two. Um, only I could find Norwegian researchers on video dressed up like moose. That's true. Only you could find it. <laughs> you know, I I want you to know that I went to great lengths to provide video entertainment for folks. And, uh, and like I said, that first video of the Cowboys, that's in high definition. You don't get that everywhere. That's true. You know, and it's a classic. It's a <laughs> classic. Um, I hope you go and I hope you grab, uh, the link. You can go to the nationalpatriot.com or rspradio1.com. Either place, you can get the link. You can read it. You can watch the videos and share it and have a laugh with your friends yeah
1: it is a fun it's a funny piece guys you
0: know and sometimes you just have to meet absurdity with even greater absurdity
1: that's true you can't be serious all the time you've got to you know find humor in even the most uh, horrific of of circumstances and um i guess moose farting is very horrific
0: apparently at least in norway it doesn't doesn't seem to affect anything in canada at least not yet but
1: well it also has to be pretty serious in finland if they're giving that abject more on an honorary doctorate
0: i i know now (laughs) you know uh, going back to this heather keeler i've got a minute or two left here and i i just want to bring this up on a personal note okay i had uh some cousins uh, when I was growing up, uh, living in Lincoln, uh, older than I was, and they were foster parents, and boy, did they ever foster a lot of kids! I want to say over the the years, and they did that for something like thirty years. Good maybe, for that. Maybe forty years, something like that. They fostered probably close to a hundred children. Okay. Good and, for them. And they actually adopted a couple of the children they fostered ah oh, nice and those children were not the same race not the same culture not the same heritage as my cousins and let me tell you something those kids grew up in in a great house with with loving parents and loving family all around them and when we would have The annual family reunion, this is all on my mom's side of the family, when we'd have that reunion, those kids were just like every other kid at the reunion, and there was always lots of kids there.
1: Well, you know why? Because skin color shouldn't matter. You'd think that by the 21st century, we'd be over the color of people's skin. And it, it, it seems sort of ludicrous on a serious note. Here it is, white people lay in the sun to get tan. You you can't see the ludicrousness of this whole <laughs> skin color issue.
0: I know. <coughs> no. it, it just, it's, it's just mind-boggling. Folks, go grab Diane's uh, article. We'll just make it easy. okay? Go to RSPRadio1.com. Grab Diane's op-ed slavery reparations and votes garnered at the same location you can grab my commentary no answers expected but i have questions and we want you to share both of those share them everywhere you can but with that diane you and i are just about plum out of time
1: okay with that i'll say nighty night and star trek here i come
0: Folks, have yourselves a great rest of the week. We'll catch up again on Friday. Bye-bye.